goes hard. Super. Yeah, I was gonna let y'all ride this whole thing, but I ain't even gonna do y'all like that. What up, though? I Heart Miko Podcast, episode 153. I know y'all didn't know y'all was getting a bonus this week. I know. But this is a bonus episode of my podcast. And for you sports fans, nope. No sports. We have Tierra Burrell in the building once again. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Your your first episode with me was incredible. Yeah. People loved it. They did. And even people that... Um, hated it, said that they hated it because it was right. Because <laughs> fuck you guys for trying to tell me the truth. Making them feel convicted. Yes. <laughs> and sometimes that's what it takes. Definitely. Sometimes people that are smart generally can wake up when they hear somebody saying something and they've been fighting their truth. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm appreciative of you uh, for giving my listeners your time. That, that's the tea kettle going off. We over here making tea and shit. You know, this is a this is a plant-based episode. Don't even fool yourself and try to turn it off. You need to listen to this. You should hear this. Um, that song you just heard was the intro song um, to the soundtrack for the movie titled Us. Um, for those of you that have seen the movie, you probably were like, damn, why does that sound so familiar? That's where it came from. And um, it's... It's a dope track. I don't even... I'm going to ask Tierra who uh, produced that. Um, do you know who produced that track? I have no idea. Do you? No. Oh, it's everything. Look at it. It's, it actually makes me want to hump. It's a good <laughs> composure, whoever it is. What does it say? Michael Abels. Abels. Okay. Music how do you spell it? A-B-E-L-S. Abels. Abels. Wow. That's, that shit is dope. The entire soundtrack for the movie was pretty dope. Um, I'm, 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 at first I was kind of, I didn't know people were saying the movie was bad. I had no clue until I posted about it and talked about how, what I thought of it. And then all these people started sending me stuff of people saying the movie was awful, that it was terrible, it was boring, and it was dry. And I'm like, what? I think those are people who eat GMO foods and have yeah. no idea how deep their brains can truly go. All well, the layers yeah. that was in that movie. You, you're, you're telling us your IQ score when you said that wasn't a good movie. <laughs> exactly. That's the first thing. I, I can get maybe some people thinking it wasn't scary to them because there wasn't like a villain, like there wasn't some big man with a mask, with a chain saw you know but that movie was scary as shit to me that was real life scary it was worse than suspenseful yeah, yeah. you know like it was it was stressful it was stressful i, I bowed my head and covered yes, my eyes I a kept, few times yes i kept seeing your ass doing that and i was like you know what one of us gotta witness all this i'm shit. like i don't like no stress like yeah. it's too much and i never brent has to bribe me to go see scary movies with him he loves scary movies he okay. loves it and he has to do something for me for me to go with him yeah <laughs> Because Aiden can't go because, you know, he'll never sleep again. <laughs> but I don't like scary movies, but I support all things black. Exactly. So I was like, I don't care that I'm scared uh-huh. of scary movies. I got to go see this. And it was good that brown people, mm. people with brown eyes actually 
ascended into that genre of movies because we can do dramas, we can do biopics, mm-hmm. we can do documentaries, we can do all sorts of things. When have you ever really, really tapped into that horror movie without it being par- without it being a parody? Yeah. And you know what I noticed too, like in a lot of horror films, <clears throat> the black there's usually one signature token black person Who and they always first. die first. They die first. You know, and I was just like, wow, like this is really it. Mm-hmm. Like this is all that we're worth like we're always the smart one in the scary movie like we're always the one like what are y'all doing what is y'all tripping on right and we always boom then we're dead because we're trying to be smarter than everybody else but to have an entire black cast which main cast which is a family you know i noticed you pointed out the howard university sweatshirt if you haven't seen the movie sorry we about to uh spoil alert spoiler alert but the howard sweatshirt i thought was great Mm -hmm. you know i i think um I have a different opinion of, of HBCUs. I think that they're great in a lot of ways. I don't like that we still aren't tapping into us truly, mm-hmm. especially with food and, and just understanding how different we are than the white race or right. the non-black race. We are different, mm-hmm. you know, and we don't really get into that as much and we don't discuss with our people about food and you know all that stuff but the the history of it the reason it was founded the reason it was started and and the, a reason to go i actually wish that i had went to a hbcu i do too i wish i did i do too i wasn't black though like i'm oh. from columbus ohio i was not black <laughs> until i moved to atlanta so that okay. was 2007 i had no idea that okay. i was black like that all of my cousins are biracial you know mm-hmm. like we have very very interwoven families so i had no idea i knew i always excelled Outside of my peers, but mm-hmm. ideally it was all like, hey, Tierra's come to the house. She's the only black girl. I'm typically always the token. Damn. Always. And I was a gymnast. Mm-hmm. So I'm the only black girl. Yeah. You know, like I um, ran track. Definitely wasn't the only black girl. because <laughs> Yeah, we can run. Ass. Right. We can run. <laughs> we can run. Um, but ideally in just about everything that I participated in, I was always the token. You know, AP classes and mm-hmm. all sorts of um, spaces, but academia and, you know, all sorts of stuff. But I had no idea that I was black. And when really. you went to Atlanta, you was like, oh, I'm black. black. I was like, I didn't I'm know a, until I'm I locked a, my hair. Oh, I truly didn't know still until I locked my hair. Atlanta was refreshing because everybody was black. Like the news anchors were black. You know, the people on the radios were black. When you land at the airport. Yeah. All of the employees are black. That concourse C pops in Atlanta. (laughs) C Stanford Coon. (laughs) You might have Waka Flocka performing live in concourse C in Atlanta. But ideally, it was still a huge cultural shock. It was Mm -hmm. refreshing. Like, yes, there are black people that are doing things and moving. Absolute excellence down here so I know I could move to Atlanta and accomplish anything that I wanted to do Mm -hmm. and thrive as opposed to just live or exist Mm -hmm. I didn't know that I had no idea that I was black and black 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 until I locked my hair Beijing farted it'd be like that (laughs) I just some people don't even let that out throughout the course of a day you know my I moved to Atlanta in 2006 um to pursue my career in broadcasting and I didn't really like that it was that black at first. I was coming from Los Angeles, California. I was raised in a urban community. I was in Inglewood, California, uh, mostly, um, and then Pomona. But what I liked about L.A. was there was everything. It was diverse. It wasn't just white. It was yeah. white, black, Asian. a lot of Mexican. Now it's mostly Mexican, but Asian, Indian, everything. And so when I went to Atlanta, I was like, whoa, this is a lot of black people. Mm-mm. everywhere. 
but I lived in the city. When I met Brent and started dating him, he took me out of the, the, the city and had me up in the suburbs, up in Gwinnett County. And that's, I said, oh, this is where the white people are. <laughs> up <laughs> north, of course. That's where y'all at. Of course. But the city is really, really black. And, mm-hmm. and to this day, after learning about, um, I already knew about Howard and um, some other, the East Coast um, HBCUs. But when, you, when I moved to Atlanta and I started meeting people and engaging people that went to Spelman, you know, I started cover. I was a sideline reporter for a little while for Morehouse, you know, and like being on the campus, mm-hmm. I was just like, damn. <laughs> it's beautiful, right? It's kind of dope. It's like our own little utopia, Loki. Absolutely. It is. It's a beautiful, but that's anywhere we go. Mm-hmm. Anywhere where that we're all together in a collective, it's a beautiful thing, whether that's church, whether that is a Sunday um, day in a park, mm-hmm. you know, whether that's a track and, you know, a track field, whether that's sports, like we mm-hmm. are beautiful wherever yeah. we are in a collective, whether that's just lined up on the side of the streets drinking that night, yeah. you know, like it's always a stoop. beautiful experience. Yeah. So um, let's talk about us a little bit. Um, Some of the things that uh, people maybe didn't understand about the movie. And one of the the things that I definitely wanted to talk about is how uh, society is, how we look at our country, how we look at the world. And in that movie, what one of the things that I learned um, fast was just how we don't care. No, we just don't care Mm-mm. like we I struggle Brent always says to me like you're I don't understand people think you're such a bitch but you're so nice it's so hard for me to walk past a homeless person and not give them something mm-hmm. and I know you people are always like you know you shouldn't give them stuff like you should you know they should be trying to work or they should be doing this some of them are faking and all this stuff it's just something about seeing somebody laying there with nothing and I'm just like god like it tugs at me even if that nothing is just purely, if they're sitting there as a con artist, if this is something that they do to manipulate people, even if they're sitting there, the one thing that I empathize with is the fact that you lost your integrity. Mm-hmm. That's a low space. You deserve a dollar for that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you have literally lost your whole integrity. You really out here conning people for change mm-hmm. at the very least. Mm-hmm. And some of them really have had a, a hard battle in life and they've fallen. Some to drugs addictions uh some of them are lazy health related issues health related military medical, medical yeah you don't know how somebody ended up where they are shit we close yeah you know like we only well you might not be okay. but you know <laughs> i might be a couple sales away from ending okay. up in those spaces you know like we're all within snaps of a finger mm-hmm. you know like we can all fall to yeah. whatever the demise is like we could literally lose our minds within mm-hmm. a snap of a finger and then no. what would we know and no one it just seems like people just walk on by like nothing like they're not human yeah but haven't they been doing that yeah yeah I mean, I'm black, you're black. We weren't humans, probably like we weren't classified as humans Until, about 50 years ago. Yeah, we, we, well, we still ain't. Like we're still not humans. We're still not because we, the slavery today is the prisons and we are 5% of the world population, but we're, we have 25% of the world's prisoners. Mm-hmm. And um, 70 to 80% of those, depending on what time of the year it is, are black. Yes. Or brown. Which is black. Melanin rich. Yes. And so, like, I just took from the movie a lot about just self. 
Look at you. Look at yourself. The power of duality. Mm. Um, that's one thing that I definitely took away was the fact of I'm always in that constant and I don't deem things as struggle, but I'm always in that constant tug of war to where I believe the only problem that I have or the only um, thing that I'm truly at war with is my perception versus my perspective. Mm. So how I see things versus how I was taught to see things, you know, like, so with that, it was so layered. It was so powerful. It was Mm -hmm. so many different dynamics of just beautiful duality. That's all that I took away from it. So just being able to embrace your shadow self where Mm -hmm. you could easily put on the mask like the little boy did and just tune it out. Like, Oh mom, I see you for exactly what you are, but we just going to go ahead and put this mask on and that's it. It took me a long time to take off those masks to where I have like this beautiful tattoo on my hip, you know, like of a mask and things like that, just as symbolism of, um, that life force that we battle with or we struggle with or just unafraid to identify with. We Mm -hmm. get lost behind those things, whether it's career, whether it's goals, whether it's family, we get lost in these little um, roads and paths of what we say that we are going to deem ourselves. Yeah. I think that, um, what was her name? Red (coughs) was her name. Um, I like that she was the only person that could talk. She's a black woman Mm -hmm. of all the, what they call them, um, the, 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 what do they call them? All the people that hold hands. Um, the hands of Carful of America? No, but the actual, there was a name for them. Hold on one second. I can't fucking think of the word. But anyway, there was a name that they used to call all the people that were in, they're, they're obviously, like you said, doppelgangers, but there was a word that they used for those specific people that were living in that other world. And mm-hmm. I think it started with a T, but I can't remember. But I like that she, it was like a powerful even though she was like, you know, good and evil in a way, which eventually we realized was a flip. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they allowed her to be able to be the one that could speak. She was the Messiah. She was. Yeah, she was Jesus. Mm-hmm. Well, fake Jesus. Yeah. Whatever they want to call her. And she had a story mm-hmm. and she was somebody. She, You know, I, I almost hate I hated her from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I hated her. I didn't understand why the fuck she was doing this and. And that's how we are. Mm-hmm. We just, boom, I hate you. I don't like you. You're evil. And then at the end of the movie, we find out she was just trying to get back to her own goddamn life. Right. Absolutely. And now I'm just like, damn. And then you can't even get mad at Adelaide for wanting her life because Adelaide was smart enough, even though she was down there in a dungeon and couldn't talk. She was smart enough to realize something else is better than this. Absolutely. And sometimes that's what we have to do even as people. We have to realize you might have to do some strange things. You know, you might have to do some wild shit to get out of wherever you are, but fight, kick, scratch, crawl. She must have obviously taught herself how to talk because she couldn't speak. Mm-hmm. Everything. She, you know, it's just <clears throat> what are you willing to do to get out of your circumstance? And that brings it to a great topic where a lot of people, especially in the health related field that I'm in, mm-hmm. a lot of people always have that I'm a look into it syndrome. <laughs> Let me get back to you. I'm going I'm to I'm look into that. Oh, green juice, kale, parsley, you know, like liquid, lemons, limes. Oh, I'm going to look into it. Yeah. But they don't. They, they stay don't. stuck behind their mask. It's a verbal lie. It's literally like you're just going to verbally be like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And knowing there's no, you're, there's no physical action behind it. And it hits you on a cellular level because your cells mm. remember that. You know, like the trauma that you have with inside of your life, you're traumatizing your cells and your muscle memory every time that you lie to yourself saying, I'm going to look into that because it's easier to just hide behind your mask of I'm a mom. I'm too busy. I don't have life. time for that. You life know, I'm is building my on. brand. I, you know, travel too much. 
I am a wife. You know, like all of these things that we identify with takes away that type of responsibility that comes with doing what is necessary in order for your life to change. Why do you think so many people don't take their health, which is food, which is your brain, seriously? I think that they rely to. I think that um, they don't think that it's serious when, until something abrupt happens. Mm. You know, like, so cancer is a slow process. You know, like, you don't just develop cancer tomorrow. It's a very slow process. Same thing with high blood pressure, erectile dysfunction, you know, even skin issues, Diabetes. things like that. Oh, the yeah. ED, you hit them with that oh, ED. Oh, yeah. When that dick stopped working, a lot of people Ooh. sit around thinking that they're eating good today because they can handle burgers and steaks and, you know, dead animal bodies and, and dairy liquor. and high consumptions and bottles and all sorts of things. Yeah, you okay now. A lot of things are sustainable right now. If you pour Clorox on an entire tree right now, it's not going to die immediately. Right. You know, like, but the long term effects of how that one action you know, over a process of time affects them. Mm. It's the long-term effects and people aren't thinking about the long-term effects. So yeah. I think that that is one of the main reasons why people don't think about it because it's not hitting them immediately. Yeah. And that's what I noticed. Um, like I, I was, um, you know, I watch all the reality shows. I'm ratchet. Ratchet Mondays happen here a lot. And so when I was watching Housewives of Atlanta and I saw Greg get cancer and to see Nene still eating the foods that the doctor not a regular doctor, not a medical doctor, a holistic herbal doctor told him would only feed his cancer he shouldn't have anymore, which, you know, they gave him a plant-based diet. To see Nene still eating the pause, food. Pause, Huh. What about Nene is real? <laughs> okay. Like you're expecting a black bleached blonde yeah. with all sorts of plastic shit injected and stuffed and tucked and sucked. Yeah person to operate through nature no ma'am but you would think that watching your husband perish the way that she's Pause. watching she can't think what flows through her system of cognitive recognition on a mm. cellular level mm. is bleach this might be too deep for them too like us <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> of bleach of you know plastic of um, the stories we tell ourselves, she tells herself every day that she's not beautiful. I believe that people who get plastic surgery to that extent, mm -hmm. you hate yourself. You have to yeah. hate yourself to where you're never satisfied. So she can't give him what she does not have and what she does not operate from. Yeah. I just feel that it's sad that you what I what I hear all the time is a smart person learns from their mistakes. A wise person learns from the mistakes of others. And when you see somebody dying and you see a doctor saying, these are the foods that got you here. Here are the foods that are going to help you get out of it. You can't like, ding, like slap yourself in the head like, yo, this could be me in a few years. Because she doesn't relate to that. She doesn't identify with that. He's a man. He's older than her. That has nothing to do with her everyday environment or reality. She does not see him and see herself. Mm, and a lot of us don't, unfortunately. And and I I try to one of the things that I try to say to my friends when I'm trying to educate them on food and I don't push my life on anyone. As you can see, you've been living here almost two weeks now and you see I cook meat for my family. Mm -hmm. If they ask for meat, I make it. That doesn't mean I have to eat it. Right. They, everybody here is allowed to make their own choices. Mm -hmm. We all have our own journey of food. The only rule I have in my house, there will be no dairy in here absolutely none of it mm -hmm. you know and so 
I feel like whenever I try to educate my friends on making better choices, they don't ever, like people are always like, I will die for my kid. Right. I will, boy, I will go to jail for my son. I'll do whatever it takes. But will you live for him? Right. Will you live for your grandchildren? And they think that they're alive. Yeah. They, they're not thinking about the long-term effects. Like, yes, you have Aiden. Yes, you have your family now. What about Aiden's family? Yeah. What type of quality of life do you want to provide to them? What type of Nana do you want to be? Yeah. You know, like, do you want to sit around and, you know, still teach your grandchildren jump shots and teach them yes. how to play horse and mm-hmm. run around, you know, with their dogs and their brand new yeah. puppies. And swing on them. You know, I just might want to box, which, you know, and it's like people don't care about that part of it. They're, they're really just thinking about right now mm-hmm. and today. And I know that I'm going to be, you know, my mid 50s when Aiden's in high school. So I'm imagining being in my 60s when he has grandchildren. And I want to be there. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to come and visit me in a hospital with tubes everywhere because I didn't take care of myself. And that does not mean you're going to be healthy your whole life just because you eat healthy. We all have an expiration date. Mm-hmm. I personally feel that I am doing my best to extend mine. And we're all going to die, but we don't have to die like that. Miserable. We don't have to go out like Aching. That. Just in, in debt. agony. In debt. Sadness, sorrow, worry, and then back on Similac. And then still, you're, you haven't taught your children. You know, you haven't taught them how to not die like you did. You're you going to just take the game to your grave? They, but they don't know the game. They're completely walking in ignorance. And now in 2019, where we're all walking around with $700 phones plus, mm. ignorance is a choice. You're choosing to not know certain information. We mm. have YouTube. There's so much information. We don't have the Encyclopedia Britannica anymore that we have to go and find and check out at a library and things like that. Like information is within the palm of your hand, within a click of your thumbs. Yeah. And we're choosing to ignore it. We're choosing to not be accountable for it and we're choosing Mm -hmm. to not be responsible for it because we feel that we have all of these other things that are distracting us. But the one thing that you can never, ever, ever get back is your health. There's no amount of money that can actually purchase that. Nope. I mean, you might be able to buy like you might be able to pay somebody to get on a donor list faster or something for a bad, long kidney, heart or something. But in essence, you're not. You're not helping yourself at mm-hmm. all. That's like buying a Maserati with a bad transmission. What are you doing? Hustling backwards. You're completely defeating the entire purpose. Now yeah. your fuel tank injector fluid is all running all over the place. Mm-hmm. What is wrong to where you saw the external and don't think that that's an issue? You know, don't think that the internal is yeah. a, a priority. And unfortunately, we lose a lot of people in that, especially in our society, especially in our peers and the people that we deal with on a regular basis is the simple fact of why don't you care? Mm. Why don't you care? I think (laughs) I think that it's fear. People are afraid. People I hear this a lot. It's way too expensive to be healthy. But we pay all of these Italian designers to give the illusion that you got your shit together. Mm-hmm. We pay all of these other nations to thrive and have concrete roads and pyro and shit when you walk down the street. And we pay for that. But I think that it comes down to your value system. What you, know, you value. What you value to your core. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, they don't value truth. 
They don't mm. value integrity. They don't value morals. Unfortunately, I have that gift, which is a curse because I wait for Flat Tummy T to call me so I can <laughs> sell out all of my followers and tell them to drink this. And this is how I got a six pack in abs. How much do you think they make, though? At least 10 grand minimum. What is that? Like uh, just a flat <clears throat> rate or is that like a month? It might be a month. It might be per post. The bigger, the more your following is, it might be per post. Mm. Yeah, so it's worth it to a lot of these people to just lie to their people to lie and be like, look, my tummy got flat because I drank this. Mm -hmm. It doesn't even work. Just like the, the um, what is that thing called? The Velcro. The body waist, tra oh, waist, waist trainer. trainer. Yeah. Why do people believe? <sighs> because people like illusions. People you really think that wearing that? Yes. Is somehow going to make your I waist call that shit a waist do rag. Like girls are walking around and you unzip it and then it snaps off and you smell and like Trojan broth. <laughs> like they smell like wet condoms, wet used condoms. Oh, condom fucking They I, smell real I don't bad. I remember the last time I used a condom, but what I do remember is the smell. The smell. It is like, as soon as you said that, I flashed That's back exactly to that smell. That's exactly what they smell like. They smell like that and don't let them have a sew in. So they smell like Trojan broth and black girl hair salon. Listen, I got a sewing right now. Leave me the Yours fuck alone. Yours ain't smell like no black girl hair salon. No, no, I don't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't allow it. My husband won't allow if I lay next to him. He'll be like, uh. I remember the first time I told Brett that I was getting a weave. I got my first weave in 2007. I did it one time. Just wanted to see what it was like. And then I didn't get another one again until, you know, I was with my husband and we moved here to a, to. Florida and I was just like yo the humidity here with my hair like I was disgusted right. and I was like you know what let me see what this is like and so I I told him I was like hey you know I know you've never seen this before but I want to get a weave and he was like uh is it gonna stink that's the first thing he said <laughs> and I was like why would you say that he was like a lot of girls that get weave their hair stinks it smells real bad and they I was still like hit it though yeah I was like you know there's two different smells there's the glue weave <laughs> And then there's a sew-in, wet, mop, dirty, wet rag. Basement. I left the clothes in a washer too long. <laughs> sew-in smell. Yes. Yes. I smell it on my friends and I'm just not, you know, depending on our friendship level, I'm not going to tell you. I have a problem with that as well. I don't tell people when they have body odor. I do not oh, I'm going to tell you, if you musty or that pussy stank. I can't do or, it. <laughs> I cannot do it. I'm, that pussy stanking, I'm going to tell you. And you know why? Because to me, your breath can stink. That could be food. Yeah. Your pits could stink. That could be food. Yeah. That pussy stanking, it, it could be food too, but it's a it's alarming. And it's that's the most embarrassing one. It's almost like you can get away with breath and pit <sighs> yeah. stank. That's, you know, but that pussy stinking is deep. <laughs> That's a bacteria. That's <laughs> you need an antibiotic for that. And one. if I smell your pussy oh, no. and I'm not in your body, if I ain't like literally up under you, <laughs> we ain't doing no hanky panky or nothing. I smell your pussy and you got clothes on, panties and everything. Oh, bitch, we have a problem. <laughs> we have a problem. I can't do it. I cannot I can. do it. The only time that it's been like just completely rancid is like at the gym. So I've shifted my gyms. I don't even work oh, no, out with people, people not where I out. even have to hear the the waist trainers come off. <laughs> <laughs> there, I do not. It does not exist in my the world Velcro, anymore. Mm -mm, the there's Velcro no Trojan broth, bellies. You know, there's no Abilene up in that bitch. They be rubbing everything on them, trying to get shortcuts to smaller. How about you just stop eating sandwiches? 
How about you just give nature a full try? There's a lot of people out here giving horrible, horrible advice to other people about things that they say, this is the best result and this is the, but you haven't tried everything. Everything. You haven't tried nature. I had a homegirl that I was speaking to um, yesterday and she was doing something like with her skin and she did like a microdermabrasion and a peel and some shit, black girl, locks, whatever, told her entire following, this is the best thing in order to get permanent hair removal. I said, you just don't, you know, I understand people who suffer with, you know, beards and mustaches and mm-hmm. facial hair. I gotta hair. always have a little shadow. I like it. But you got baby hair though. It's different. Oh. You know, like <laughs> these are full blown girls with full ble- beards and shit. So you don't really want to do whatever it truly takes because it takes you stop eating shit with whiskers and feathers. Mm. Then you may not grow whiskers and feathers. (laughs) But nobody wants to, you know, stop eating chicken and salmon and catfish. Anything with whiskers and feathers. Catfish is so fire, too. Mm. It's like it's like a bottom feeder fish. And I think that's why it's good. I really do. Because it's just gutter as hell. It's gutter as hell. And it's like sometimes we have to decide that real food tastes good. Yeah. But catfish is probably like the equivalent to gas station beer. Mm. It's like, yeah, let's just go ahead and have this from time to time. Yeah. Like this is going to get it done. Yeah. One of of my issues, um, and we were talking about this earlier, one of my issues with me doing a podcast and this is almost, it'll be three years and two months that I've been podcasting. As you can see, this is episode 153. I've mm-hmm. been going. And one of my issues with uh, p- podcasting is the issue with awareness. Oh, yeah. I have to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. The good, the bad, and the ugly. In order to get on this mic and talk to people. I can't just say whatever is in my bubble I have to know what other people are thinking and know what else is going on in the world to compare to what I think and I'm struggling with that I'm I'm slowly trying to fight quitting podcasting because it's so stressful like knowing everybody's business knowing what's going on in the world knowing about all the bad, knowing that this country, other countries, all we're doing is killing ourselves for profit. And knowing that and trying every week to educate people on that is stressful. It's like weighing on me. It's triggered. I feel like I have a responsibility, you know, because my dad has always told me that I was a leader my whole life and you are a speaker like he's he told me when I was a little girl I see you speaking in front of thousands of people as an adult and that's stressful I couldn't imagine being Martin Luther King oh my gosh (laughs) even Malcolm X Mm -hmm. like God so many people and is I'm not as popular as them but so many people depend on my podcast and they depend on it being good quality. They depend on it being informative. And uh, what comes with that is hearing the world's bullshit. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I want to be like you. You don't even own a TV. No. I want to just not care <laughs> <laughs> and just live rich. <laughs> 
and live in the world that you create for yourself. Yeah. I haven't watched television and owned a television since at least 2007. And with that comes so much peace. Yeah. It's a lot of peace. My thoughts are truly my own. Mm-hmm. It definitely shifted um, with my dietary you know, mm-hmm. alignment and goals because I wasn't hungry until I said saw Red Lobster having endless shrimp for twelve ninety five. Mm, now I'm then like, boom. oh shit, it's a good idea what time they close. You know, mm-hmm. like I wasn't hungry. So I realized I was being triggered. And yeah. I'm a I'm a visual person. Mm-hmm. So anything, I'm visually stimulated. Colors, yes. textures, all mm-hmm. that stuff. So I just turned off the TV and I loved the thoughts that I had and I loved my clarity and I loved how I started operating throughout the planet when you have like, oh, I have two hours of downtime. What am I going to do with it? You know, it sparked my creativity in a whole nother element. But with you and understanding how you have to watch these things and me transitioning from the makeup world, I had to stay in alignment with the Mm -hmm. fashion trends and who wore what and what type of face and, you know, all of the makeup trends and what's about to come out and all of that stuff. Glosses. Yeah. Yeah, eyeshadows, you gotta you gotta know. You have to know those things. You have to stay up to date with all of that. So the fashions, the red carpets, all of that stuff. You have to know who wore what, how, what looked good together, what high definition did. What's trending yeah, today. Yeah, you have to pay attention to all of those things. So I understand where you're at when you're wanting just your solace. You know, mm-hmm. like you really just want your peace and your solace because sports is stressful. God Girl. damn. I, I don't know how... Everybody is tuned into that shit without high blood pressure. I understand <laughs> why you snack on chips and, you know, crunchy things because that's an anxiety reliever. And I get it. But shit. Yeah. A lot of stress outside of sports. It all comes into the sports world. It is. It's part you know, of it. Politics, religion, race, uh, sex. Classism. Oh, it's so stressful. And I feel so bad. I took a break last year after... Um, the summer when we left LA, uh, I took a break from August to October, mm-hmm. and people was just like, I was at that time. I was having like, on average, probably somewhere between thirty to forty thousand people were listening to my podcast. Wow, week. yeah, <laughs> and so it was much is given, but it was pressure. It's a lot of pressure, a lot of comments, a lot of you didn't talk about this, but you didn't bring up this. Oh, next week I need you to talk about this. What do you think of this? What do you? And it's like I only do a podcast weekly because that's all I can do. Yes, I could actually do a podcast every single day, Tierra. Mm-hmm. I really could. There's so many things I could talk about. Oh, I've been it's, here. The conversations yes. are great. <laughs> yes, but once you commit to people and they're needing you, it becomes it's a, a form responsibility. Of, it becomes a space of dependence and they become a little codependent on let me just go to Miko for this that and the other for you to say what they're trying to say in order to get their point across Mm -hmm. I understand that's one of the reasons why I stopped my consultation services aspect of my business because it was just absolutely draining just to prep to get ready to talk to someone about whatever it is that they're guided into or they need help with and then helping them with that within the time mm-hmm. allotted. And then afterwards I have to decompress and balance myself back. They don't understand how many expensive rocks and chakra alignments and fucking <laughs> Reiki workers to, yeah. and Oracle bitches that I didn't had to find on this planet just to get aligned again and decompress from everything that I allowed them to dump on me. So people who are walking around without that type of awareness of self, Mm -hmm. they have no idea what it takes for you. And that's one thing that I understand within people in the media and how they do become, you know, completely imbalanced within their lifestyle. They're losing their 
families, their relationships, mm-hmm. their um, homes, you know, everything that is truly required in that type of field. Especially you get to actually talk about the things that you want to talk about. Think about those who have repressed voices. They have to actually They're talk under about contract. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so yeah, Coke may definitely be the space to where they can go and relieve themselves. You know, like they may have a whole harem of holes that they pay for pussy. They need spaces in order to, you know, release that. And everybody deserves balance no matter how they get it. But that is where the addiction industry comes from because it's just a cousin, you know, a direct correlation of the pain killing industry. Mm -hmm. And it's just all pain. Yeah, I I, one thing that keeps bringing me back to this podcast and I enjoy it. I truly do enjoy it. Otherwise, I wouldn't. But one of the main reasons that I come back every week and do it is because I think about, I look at my entire family. Okay. I have a huge family. My grandmother had 12 children. Of those 12 children, the average children, meaning um, my cousins, Mm -hmm. each parents had minimum three to five children. So I have cousins galore, and then my cousins have had three to five children. No one that I know of is plant-based. Mine either. And I feel a responsibility to the people that are listening to me to be that spark for them. I have a sister now, my older sister, who is just turned 49 years old. Uh, last week, Pisces, mm-hmm. you know, she's obsessed with you. <laughs> I have been her key. I have been her person. And she has been listening to me for all these years. I'm still working on it with the church thing. It's going to probably prove itself <laughs> to her at some point because she see it. Yeah. She sees that the church is the devil on the low. But the food, she is dairy free. And I'm not sure how much meat she eats, but it's not very much. Mm-hmm. You know, and she's basically trying to be that for her children. She has a daughter who um, lives in Los Angeles, who's my, my, my boo. She's living a great life now from watching us. Right. And I feel like some people that listen to my podcast need me. They need someone to spark it in them so they can spark it in their family. Which is absolutely correct. Yeah. You are 100% right. It's the same thing that I share within my platform. I am that one person who truly makes a living off of taking care of herself. Exceptionally. Not like half-assed. There's no bullshit Mm -hmm. that comes with me. I deliver in that way. I speak in that way. I present myself in that way of being that one lady that you will see when she's 65, 63 that has just never given up on herself. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so yeah. that is a key component. You have to realize you are that seed. You are that fertilizer. You said something to me the other day that truly stuck where we were just talking about friend dynamics and relationship dynamics and how people just overlook the value that you truly emit and don't want to give credit or recognition or anything like that. But what was it that you said? What do you mean? You said it's a quote. You said your seed... But they try to cover you up. But oh, I said, I said, um, I was talking about your friends. You were you were telling me about friends you lost, and I told you about friends I lost. And when I say I lost them, it wasn't like an L. 
it was more like a crossover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you can lose somebody, like you're still reaching for them and they're not reaching for you or they're reaching for you and you, Allen Iverson, they, you probably don't even know who that is. You cross <laughs> their ass over and you buy them. And a lot of people dump you as a friend and they don't realize that, you know, when they bury you, they don't know. But this, the quote was, a lot of my friends tried to bury me not knowing that I'm a seed. Absolutely. That was the quote. Definitely. Yeah. So some people, you have to actually give them the gift of losing you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I say you're welcome. Yeah. The moments that now I've gotten used to it to where, you know, seasons just change. And that's yeah. how I look at it. And that's yeah. how I look at friend breakups and relationship shifts and things like that. Seasons changed. Everything is seasonal. Mm-hmm. So it could last two seasons. It can last five seasons. It can last seven. It can last one. That's how I gain my peace now. Mm-hmm. But the impact that I've had and I have done while I was there, mm. that is nothing. You can erase pictures. You can deny things. You cannot post. You can leave me out of, you know, credits and whatever the case may be. I was there and the impact that I had mm-hmm. is undeniable. It's a force yeah. to be fucked with. I've learned that from a lot of people that I have, you know, what I call crossed over and when they reach back out, it's, you know, I don't mind people that weren't, aren't friends anymore reaching out to me and just saying, hey, I thought of you. That doesn't mean we're about to reconnect. Hey, I've probably thought of you, too. Scrolling pictures, moments that we spent together. If I went on a trip with you or did something, but I don't feel like I can take everybody on my journey with me. Absolutely. And that doesn't mean my journey is perfect and flawless and the roads are just perfectly paved and there's no bumps and you know none of that my road is my road and I like to take people on the road with me that are on the journey with me mm-hmm. of friendship of love of truth and whatever we are mm-hmm. and when people decide not to go on a journey with you wish them well and move the fuck on I'm not wishing I'm shit I wish them well I'm not <laughs> <laughs> I'm grateful you're gone there are I'm some people that I want to do that to, but I don't, I just, it's hard for me to not wish them well. Oh yeah. I'm not happy for you. I don't wish you perfect peace. Um, I, I really hope you don't become successful. I know they probably won't, especially if, 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 if I always learned that people that harm me, they, they should be fucked Basically, up. and that is the truth of my feelings. Yeah. Like, I don't care. Shit and I don't goes wrong know. when you never do talk me to wrong. me again in life. Yeah, and I, I am could, so yeah. fine with that. Yeah. I don't feel like, oh, you should have to know. I forgave you. I forgive a lot of people. I just do not fuck forget. with. I don't forget. You can't forget. Yeah. Because that's forget. trauma. You yeah. know, like that's something that you truly experience. But I forgive everybody. I don't fuck with you. There's yeah. a difference. And you know what I also find is a lot of people like judge me. They say things like, oh, well, you hang out with ex-porn stars and strippers and they aren't plant-based. They aren't this. They aren't that. that. That might not be what I'm receiving in the friendship. And how do you know I'm not giving them a gift? And everybody's standards for friendship is completely yes. different. I don't want motherfuckers like me. How do I learn? Yeah. If everybody around me is exactly like me, yeah. how do I learn? How do we grow together? How do we grow in different spaces. I don't yeah. want, yeah, ex-porn stars are fucking amazing, bitch. Teach me Fun. how to suck this dick. Fun. You know, like, professionally. Judgment A free. professional porn dick suck. Come on. I need yes. those types of skills. Yes. You know, like, do. how are we developing? So in those spaces of other people and their objective opinions, 
shut up and go mind your metabolism because I'm pretty sure there's a lot of areas in your life that is not right that you're over here you focusing on me. Worry about my shit. Right. You might want to focus on the back of those thighs. Yeah. My podcast that I put out today, the the, the uh, I titled it Hydration Over Hateration. Mm. Mm. That was the title. <laughs> Drink water. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Whenever you start thinking about somebody else's business and what they're doing with their life that you don't like and you want to comment to them and tell them, you know, I didn't like that outfit you had on when you was on the red carpet. Bitch, you was looking though. <laughs> you know? Go and get How did you water. know that you didn't like my outfit? You was looking at me. Stop looking at me. Only people who are not at peace will try to disturb someone who is. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm living a great life. I'm enjoying my life. I have lots of friends that love me, and I love them. That's against the law, though. Yeah. You do know that. Like, that's to against live a great the law. Life. You cannot do that when we're out here working nine to fives, going to work every single day, yeah. and dealing with these cubicles and these fluorescent lights, and, you know, we don't get to poop on our time, you know, because we have to take a break. break and when they say. Yeah, and then we're just waiting for the weekend. We can't wait for our happy hour to just flood our livers with all sorts of cheap adult beverages what yeah you living over here blissful and not having a shower and all you do is walk your dog and just be rich and drink lime bowls and, and shit and bitch. himalayan salt yeah like you're against the law <laughs> people aren't like you miko i know and it's you know a lot of people think oh you just married somebody rich that's how you got there first of all you don't know her history <laughs> you don't know her history i, I was gonna be wealthy or rich regardless and it has nothing to do with money and everything to do with the way you love yourself yes yes everything and, and yes and I brought my husband on my journey right he's tagging along just so we're clear mm-hmm. there's there's multiple dynamics of relationships everybody don't need to make the money no it was your journey and your dynamics that led him to his contracts boom <laughs> That was able to enhance y'all's lives. Boom. Because they didn't exist prior to. They don't know. They're going to learn when I write this book once he retires, though. They're going to learn that your, your, your woman, for you men, your woman could be, should be your best asset. Who you choose to skeet in. I told you this the other day. Whenever I hear people, I just saw uh, another reality show. Sorry, I'm, I'm flooding you, Tierra. But I was watching Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. And I saw the dude, um, what's a fine-ass Rashida husband? What, he ain't fine, but Rashida oh, fine. Oh, I was like, who? No, Rashida fine. Rashida fine, I'm, fine I'm, I'm I drink her bath water, yeah. probably. But her man, what's his name? Water, but I'll suck on a baby toe. <laughs> what's his name? <laughs> Kirk. Kirk said he was paying his stripper baby mama that he got pregnant on Rashida child support and he didn't appreciate what she was using the money for. And my response was make better raw decisions. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You decided to skeet in that pussy that was irresponsible. Now you don't get to choose. Now you don't get to say, Oh, now you have to be responsible. You wasn't responsible. Right. When you skeeted in her. So don't get mad at the, the girl you got pregnant who was already irresponsible and now you suddenly want her to be responsible with the money that you are obligated to give her for a child that you don't even want. You don't have any say over her life when you didn't even have any say over your raw dick. Mm. 
yeah. you're not making any real decisions here because y'all are basically fucking under illusionary pretenses. Yes. Now y'all have an illusionary thing and you're trying to bring reality into a fantasy based establishment. Mm-hmm. That's dumb. Yeah. That's dumb. That's what happens when people are not aware and people don't love themselves enough. Both of them. Now they have a whole new person out here. And now Rashida got to deal with your ass. That's her choice, too, based yeah. off of how she loves herself. I think, you know, we learned in this <clears throat> week's episode that Rashida has cheated also, obviously. I'm not sure if she's going to say that it was with women, but that's her journey. Right. <laughs> you know? Her truth. But I think that when we make our choices, we have to live with them. And a lot of people think that they're suddenly like better than somebody else that's making bad choices like you get to point your finger like shut up yeah that's hierarchy that's how this entire metropolis and society is built based off of what we have accumulated based off of what we have stolen and Mm -hmm. the things that we're able to suppress and repress you know like you got Greenleaf that show that's about the mega church and all the family dynamics I don't know if you've ever seen Mm -mm. it I I watch like one or two I get scared to watch church shows because I feel like it's a spirit in there. That's, <laughs> it's the Holy Spirit. Go yeah. ahead, catch you some. But within that show, I watched like, you know, a few episodes of the first season just because I was very intrigued by it and enthralled by it. But ideally, that's every day. You know, like it's just a different form. The church looks like corporate America to me. Corporate America looks like the government to me. The government looks like, you know, like it's all yeah. the exact same. It's just different hues of blue. Mm-hmm. You know, like so those types of dynamics why would you have to be truthful when nothing about this entire society was based in truth? No. It's all about uncovering and covering. Yeah. Always about uncovering and covering. It's language. Mm-hmm. It's how we manipulate everything. You know, like I have a degree in um, criminal justice. So I used to be a paralegal when I was corporate many, 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 many moons ago. But the it was beautiful for me to sit in those courtrooms and listen to the magicianship that the it's attorneys. A, a st- oh, my God. Like to have that type of language to manipulate and translate. I've just been completely enthralled with language ever since. Yeah, it's a beautiful form of sorcery. So we're yeah. looking for truth and shit that does not have that Doesn't fundamentally. Exist. It's impossible because if to be honest with you. If this country were to tell us the truth, like, what would we do? What would we do if, if the country ever told us the truth that 9-11 was an inside job, for example? Cover it up still. That's what we would do. But what would people think? Would you still believe that vaccinations are important for your life if you knew that this com- yes, country was my capable? Child die. This country is capable of killing your child and lying about it, saying that someone flew planes into a building do you really think they wouldn't lie to you and say vaccinations are good for you? I think that the key word is think, you know, like I believe that that's one of the main reasons why America, I mean, medicinal marijuana is not completely legal because we can't have a whole society of free thinkers Mm. of people whose cognitive health just starts connecting the dots. We can't have that. That, that is just completely asinine because then this society will lose all of their control. All of their systems would die. All of their, um, very, very lucrative programs <laughs> is dead. Mm-hmm. That shit would be like Oregon Trail. You know, mm-hmm. like, so, no. They would constantly cover up things and constantly deny things and deem anybody who talks out 
outright about these things crazy and lock them up and kill them yeah they will kill them they will lock them up they'll call them whatever and spread rumors and and put it in the media and and next day we'll all forget about it because they have now said oh look this happened over here yep and and i think that what people don't really understand is themselves themselves and the reason for that is the food Absolutely. It is the it, it is the main reason for everything because it's your fuel. It is what fuels you. So if you don't have anything that's flowing through your body that is of nature, because that's what this entire society is deemed off of. It is a divorce from nature. And that's one of the reasons why everybody's programming is completely fucked up. We have more mental issues. We have more um, chronic diseases. We have all sorts of inflammatory issues. We have all of these issues basically because we are 100% disconnected from nature. What is concrete? You know, like what are fucking emissions? What is these fossil fuels? What is fucking chemtrails? You know, vaccines, chemtrails, and then you do it with the food as well. So here you go poisoning your kids with Capri Suns and Lunchables and fucking little goldfish crackers and boxes and jars and containers and fucking fish in a can. People tear what's wrong with tuna fish. Bitch, it's fish in a can. Yeah. If it's fish you should, you in should, a anything can. in a can should not be consumed at a high volume. Anything. It should be something that I, I see canned things like uh, a shot of whiskey. What? I'm not going to live off of that. People live off of things in a can. Would you take a shot of alcohol every time you ate something out of a box that was processed or out of a can? Would you do that? No. Can you do that? Yeah. I every now and then might eat something processed. I might every now and then eat something out of a can. But I know that I have to make sure that is not my life. And for those people, because I know, especially since you get attacked so much, uh, be sitting around talking about, what about the people who can't afford, blah, 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 blah. Shut the fuck up. Mm. Like, shut up. If you're not that person, because I'm tired of all the little defenders of the the not so well off people thinking that people... You, yes, you may be in a food desert. You may not have access to certain things, but it is 2019. We are all on $700 phones. Okay. You spend $700 on your phone. You have access. Amazon delivers. There's farmers that deliver. It's all a Google search away. So even if you are in a specific climate that does not have access, Walmart delivers wherever you are Mm -hmm. so that is no longer a valid excuse right it is no longer like oh well we're just trying to make it by and so on and so forth no your priorities are fucked up and there hasn't been a space to where you have been held 100% fully accountable you might want to stop getting your nails done for a month you might not want to put the bundles in your hair you might want to you know let go of different things and I understand people need spaces to just feel loved and feel good and feel awesome about themselves but once again Nothing works outside of work and feeding yourself real food makes you happy. (laughs) (laughs) It really makes you happy. That may be the way that your creativity can get you out of that space of poverty or whatever the deficit is. You start thinking. You start saying, I have other avenues and I can generate other streams of income. Your brain starts to be clear. You start being woke on bullshit. But unfortunately, Miko, a lot of people are addicted to the struggle. Yeah, it's comfortable. It's like slavery. It's an addiction. There was so many people that when slavery was, uh, you know, air quotes, ended, there were so many black people that were like, no, I want to stay here. I'm good. 
I want it, I want Master to make sure I eat every day. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to make sure he eats every day. Yep. I want to be here. Yeah. I want to be taken care of and I want to take care of them. Yep. Everybody don't want it. Mm-mm. And it's pretty sad. And I think that as women, you know, and I, I, I hate saying this, but it's true. I think that women are smarter than men. We are. Yeah. <laughs> Facts. And I feel like a lot of things have to come from the woman. Even though your man is possibly the head of your household, the woman is the neck. <laughs> but even still, I, I think people kind of got that all wrong with giving the man the head of the household. It's not the man, it's the husband who's the head of the household. Mm. So it's not just, oh, I got a man who's here in the household. Yeah, you got a man. There's, there's a difference between adult males and men. Mm-hmm. You know, like, but that area of suffering, it contains all sorts of violence it contains all sorts of different things. But us as women, we are programmed, you know, genetically coded to be nurturers. We grow life, mm-hmm. whether you're able to yes. or not, you know, like that yes. is what your primitive dynamics are. So we're equipped with different equipment. So, yes, biologically, we are more yes. intelligent because of what we were placed here to truly do now. IQ test and smart test and acquisition test. Fuck all that. Like that has nothing to do with anything because a white man and probably came up with this shit just to perpetuate, you know, that the patriarchy. white man is smarter than that. Yeah, everybody. like that is stupid. <laughs> the niggas okay. that never invented nothing that nothing. couldn't that weren't even living civil. It's like let's just go outside and stand there and then let's talk and about who's bathe. more powerful or not. Not even bay. Let's not burn. Yeah. You know, like let we're not gonna do that. I'm not here to do that. But it's just, once again, understanding how nature works. And that's what mm-hmm. I always run it back to. And that's what I believe that we as a culture are getting back to. We have to go back to the natural days. We have to go back to the old school albums. We got to go back to mm-hmm. like when Parliament was out creating records. We yeah. have to go well, out. You actually to, had to have talent. Exactly. <laughs> that's what you're talking about. The era of talent. Absolutely. Is, is no longer. And it's sad that the people that do have the talent don't get the listens, don't get the mm-hmm. clicks. You got to do something outrageous. Absolutely. And be to, a spectacle. Tattoo yes. your face. And then the music industry will embrace you because they love people that fuck everybody up. And they like spectacles. Yes. It's entertainment. You yes. Know? So I say all that to say, if you're a woman and you have a family, it is your duty to be a leader. You should try to educate your, your spouse, your children on food you're probably cooking it even though the chef industry is male dominated the household industry is female dominated in the kitchen i think that women have to raise men a lot Mm -hmm. and it's a struggle and it's tough but it's a start it's going to be something that can help your life tremendously because once you're both on the same page and you're holding each other accountable, you'll be better mm-hmm. as, a, as a unit. And then you start educating your offspring about being better. And I think it starts with women. Somehow, some way. You know it starts with women. Yeah. The earth is a woman. Yeah. You know, like we're Mother nature. Ex- we're imaged exactly after that. So don't think no. And yeah. speak with that knowing. Okay. Knowing. I know. Yeah. Yes. It's a feminine presence. Yes. You know, like, and that's all that it is. It's not like, oh, n- men are weak and blah. No, we're not saying that. Mm-mm. We're saying align with nature. Yes. We, we are here for that. That's, that's our sole purpose. And um, 
I think that a lot of women don't want to take the lead in things like this because their men don't allow them to. A lot of men are insecure about women knowing more than them and educating them. And that's a weak man. And that's a weak woman who allows Allows that type of behavior to, yeah, suppress her knowledge. It's not the fifties anymore. Like we're Mm. way past world war two. Yeah. Um, We're way past, you know, certain paradigms that are extinct for a reason. They didn't work out for a reason. It didn't work. That type of societal module did not work. So now here we are 2019 um, where certain things are heightened and, you know, under certain microscopes, but ideally it's still going to come back to nature. Yeah. Like <laughs> all of it is going to come back. It's to going nature. to come back to nature. Yeah. I want to touch on um, your products again and your men's line. And about just about how men don't respect themselves enough <laughs> I'm having an issue with my son with this right now. <laughs> you know, I have a oh, very woke. You've been around my son. Mm-hmm. Very smart, educated, informed, intelligent, all mm-hmm. those things. But he doesn't understand the importance of lotion. Because his daddy doesn't. <laughs> okay, because his daddy doesn't. Sadly, <laughs> sadly, they both have skin issues. Uh-huh. And I have done my part to heal those issues with food. I have transformed both of their bodies. Um, All of the things that Brent, all the ailments that he had when I met him are no longer. Right. You know, he is a changed man. But I just don't think that he's probably telling Aiden enough. I don't think that it's a um, telling him thing. You know, like I'm having the pleasure to be with your entire family. Your dad is here. Yes. Imagine if Aiden was in the bathroom while your dad is in there getting ready for his day. Yeah. And getting groomed and you know, like he got that whole bathroom smelling Popping. like woo. Yes. It smells like yes lord. So understanding how that actually works, you know, yeah. like you just kind of has to go to an older generation because, you know, you go to the Steve Harvey generation or your dad, you know, like he has that presence. It, even mm-hmm. if Brent was to sit around and watch your dad and how he actually takes care of himself. I think it's all learned behavior. Yeah. You know, like, but with the absence of so many fathers in homes, mm-hmm. that type of thing isn't passed down. And I think that it started in like the seventies when yeah. incarceration rates started going up and, and the men like weren't present the men in the were home. being taken away. Yeah. Those type of men how that do, have those fundamentals. How do we get back to men actually taking care of themselves and taking it more seriously and caring? Because a lot of men, like, they always trying to talk about a girl's pussy stinking, but men don't ever think about the way them balls be stinking. I think women have to take a stance and understand their own value and stop sucking their dicks. Stop <laughs> sucking their dicks and stop giving in to less than what you are worth. Yeah. You know, like you need to someone who takes care of themselves the same way that you take care yes. of yourself. I'm that way. Yes. Like within my partnership, like, no, how well do you take care of yourself? How are you sustaining your humanity? What are you learning today? How are you expanding? How do you groom your nails? You know, how do you take care of your skin? Mm-hmm. If you're not already there, there's nothing that I can do because I'm not in a space to where I even want to teach you those yeah, things. Yeah, you're too far. Yeah, I want you yeah. to be already there with me. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I yeah. attract that. That's yeah. what I have. I only have a man, you know, like it's an actual man. It's a difference between an adult male and an actual man who grooms himself and takes care of himself. 
mentally, emotionally, spiritually, damn sure physically, because mm-hmm. it's just a non-negotiable. Yes. Yes. And, and, and piggybacking off of that, also, there are some men that are well-groomed and take care of themselves. And most men that do that will not deal with a stanky pussy bitch. Mm-hmm. But we do it as women. We lick ashy body parts. <laughs> we accept and, it. And kiss unbrushed teeth. We accept it because we're just so happy to have someone. Yeah. Because we don't love ourselves enough to hold out to know that whatever is meant for us is coming and being curated for us. Yeah. Specifically. Mm-hmm. So we just settle for, oh, you know, he's playing a game. At and least he's here. Me. Yeah. Like, but he's here. He's at my house. He he's sleeping in my bed every night. Yeah. What the fuck? Raise yeah. your standards. I think if everybody raised their standards and stuck to them mm-hmm. across the board, we wouldn't have these issues. Yes. So I, that's how we change it is you have your standards and you stick to them. It's just like, uh-uh, you can't even get this pussy because you don't even keep your cuticles clean. Do not finger bang me. Don't dirty touch ass me. Nails. <laughs> Do not touch me. Yeah. And it's like, oh, shit. You know, like that teaches them mindfulness. Yeah. And within that mindfulness, it's just like, no, you cannot come in my bed with your toenails looking like that. Why don't you take care of yourself? Slicing my sheets. Exactly. Corn. And it's and like, bunions. oh, well, you know, I'm I just, man. I'm a, oh, okay. You go ahead and be a man of somebody else. They will change. They always change. Yeah. When you stick by your standards or they'll just dismiss you. And that one's not the one for you anyway. Yeah. I've, I've heard, I have a lot of guy friends and I've heard a lot of them say things like, man, I was fucking this bitch the other day and her pussy was so stank. Wait a minute. You were still in it, though. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you say her pussy stank? Now, your dick stank, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's pretty gross. All that dirty juice that she was secreting got in your follicles. I don't even think that's a secrete. Around that's your... Like a, ooh. <laughs> That's a difference between us. Secretion sounds sexy. Ooze is like like slime. Infection. Like Nickelodeon slime. Like a pop pimple. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And and I said all that to say a friend of mine who I love dearly, I ain't going to say his name, um, had his very first experience with uh, dairy-free milk Mm -hmm. the other day. And... um, when his son gave him the milk, he became an investigator. Oh. Yeah, he became a, a, a detective. Of uh, what is this? A scientist. This? And I've seen him shovel things into his mouth from, from a drive through <laughs> <laughs> with no questions. No questions yeah. asked. Whatever they throw in your bag from a drive through you ain't asked them what's in it. You didn't ask them no questions, but when your son says, Hey, there's a healthy alternative to drinking milk. It's called almond milk. Want to try it? Now you want to read the label. I don't know what that is. What is that? You over here on this pussy ass shit. Yeah. Who got you on this? Your mama. <laughs> Your mama Your got mama. you over here on this pussy ass shit. Yeah. And to see him try it and really like it and still be mad that he liked it. It's an almond. <laughs> How come people become investigators of things that are healthy? It's so foreign to them, the dysfunction and the toxicity. The toxicity is so relevant to where Mm -hmm. that's all that they want. That's all they desire to where anything outside of anything toxic. You know, a lot of people don't know how to function in healthy relationships. Yeah. That healthy relationship starts with yourself. 
Yeah. So uh, almond milk as opposed to this foreign ass cow juice. Yeah. You know, like this cow titty liquid juice. You're cool with this. That's a whole fucking three ton bean mm-hmm. titty liquid. Yeah. The fucking cows be raped. You don't care. Yeah. It's just like, well, this is what I know. This is how I was raised. Well, maybe that's wrong now. Yeah. Because look at how you're raised and look at everybody look at how, who was raised like, like you. you. Diabetes. People always say this runs in our family. No, niggas in your family don't run. Nobody run. Nobody. None of y'all off. ran a mile. None of y'all was on track team. No. <sighs> Maybe back in the day. Back in the day, I used to. Used to. Back in the day. Not yeah. anymore. And I just, I just want people to just give nature a chance. Give yourself a chance. They have to. It comes from a space of self-love, you know, like, and it comes from a space of real standards when you have those standards for yourself there is nothing that you can do and when you are operating from a space of real self-love you don't do harmful shit to yourself facts the harmful shit food food relationships conversations jobs jobs choices i do harm myself i think with reality tvs tv shows i'm not convinced that it's harm All the way. I think that it's a healthy balance. You do so many other things that are like in a positive. You it's still not just, oh, you got to be so positive, positive, positive all the fucking time. Mm -hmm. No, it's a nice balance. I I, I need to clock out sometimes. I think that a lot of times um, what reality shows do for me. First, what I think about is um, paying bills of people that are definitely not wealthy. I don't care what they say the majority of people on reality shows, there are some that are, but the majority of them are not doing well and they would crumble if they weren't on this show. And a lot of them are black. Mika, is that your nonprofit? No, 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 no. It like, is a way. It's your, it's it your way a, that you're contributing a, to a nonprofit. Yes. And also. I can't stand that. I cannot. <laughs> it is. I am paying you're bills. You're helping them keep up their facade. Yeah. Of illusion. As some, it's, we all come around at different times. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm you're hoping to do your part by tuning in to their debauchery to make sure they stay illusionary paid. No, 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 no. I there's a method. I'm hoping because a lot <laughs> I know a lot of these girls. They follow me on social media, and when I see some of the things they do, trust me, I'm texting. <laughs> I'm texting like, "Yo, bitch, that's bad. This is wrong." Like, you know, I'm saying that to you know be a seed, like you said. I can't be a seed if I'm not looking at what they're doing. Sometimes. But you also can't like traject yourself to be a seed either. They kind of got to already be in your garden. They are. These are my friends. (laughs) I love them for other things. You know what I mean? And another part of it is it actually, because sometimes um, I can be delusional about my life. I can think that things aren't great. I can think Oh, I wish this. Oh, I wish that. And then when I look at their life and I'm like, God, it could be worse. <laughs> it's like a wake up call sometimes. It's a wake up call to your subconscious and your self-actualization. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, I thought I was doing so bad, but then I just turned this on and, and realized. And people really lying on TV to live. But that's TV. TV is live. But the, the real, some of them are intentional lie, like fictional stuff. But people actually like driving a Bentley. <laughs> to a 10,000 square foot house that I know they can't afford. You know, like all these Range Rovers. And it's a production. Everybody, why isn't there any re- real reality show? I got, I, 
Because people don't want Don't nobody that. want people be like, oh my God, Miko, I wish you had a reality show. No, you don't. They don't, they won't put me, me and my husband already pitched a show about us. It's just not fake enough. <laughs> right. It's just not fake enough. And they don't want people to see a positive couple like this, plant-based, keeping it real, not giving a fuck what people think about them. They want us to care about things we don't care about on our show. And so it's not going to work. Right. You know, they want to like inject drama that's not necessary into our lives. It's called editing. And we're not going to, that's not who, I want it to be truly who we are. I want it to be, if there is some drama, like for example, I, ju- you, I just educated you on my, my mother-in-law and my dad. <laughs> they have a love-hate relationship. If this, the stuff that they've gone through, the stuff that has happened played out on a reality show, it would be legendary. <laughs> but it would be informative. I'm sure there's a lot of people whose grandma don't like the, the other side's grandfather or, you know, the, the grandmothers. And that's reality. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that, that's the kind of stuff I think should be on reality TV. But it's not. No. Because we don't want it. No. Not at all. You have to. I think Oprah is doing pretty good with showing and showcasing because I just watched a young one well, for the first uh, time. Well, Oprah's canceled, in my opinion. Is she? Yeah, fuck her. I'm saying as far as what you're able to visually see in the exposure to certain things. But why isn't Oprah talking about the food industry? Because she's a channel? fat girl. Why would she talk about food? That's Outside why of I... let's eat more of it. <laughs> she's not going to talk. She sells microwave fucking mac and cheese. Yeah. And tells people that bread is okay. So you're saying she's got a good balance? Of what? life i don't know her channel we not going to oprah for food advice that is obvious if anybody is looking to oprah for food advice i'm so sorry you are very far off your path that's not oprah's area that's not her lane that is obvious what is her lane in your opinion as far as media i think she has been a master of media i think she is great with language and perception shifts she's great with her book club of expanding minds so that's what i think oprah is really great at and When you say that, I also think that she's awful at some of those things because a lot of the things that she portrays aren't true. She tries to compare a lot of things, in my opinion, that aren't on a parallel. You know, she tries to compare the Me Too movement to civil rights movement. Stuff oh, shit, like that. I don't know nothing about that. Because you don't watch. Let's t- talk yeah. about a young one. The one show okay. that I have seen. The, she's seen one show on Oprah. Just since I've been here. This is yeah. the first time I've seen a young one. And was yeah. like, let me see what this is about. You yes. got it on DVR. I just, yeah, I just introduced Tierra to Iyanla Van Zandt, <laughs> Fix My Life. And that show is great. I think it's a great show. I yes. think that it's good just for the exposure. You mm-hmm. know, like they're talking about topics and things that one, we can relate to. Two, um, there's faces and pictures of people that, once again, we can just relate to. Yes. I appreciate that. We're talking about different subject matters and areas Mm -hmm. of things that people truly deal with. I was watching one with a father who was just enraged. It reminded me of my upbringing. I'm like, yep, that's my dad. Like, he Mm -hmm. is just kind of really fucked up. And we don't know what type of trauma and stuff is beneath that. I appreciate that. Yes. You're not going to see that on Lifetime. You're not going to see that on E!, you're true. not going to see that on any of these other shows, Bravo Very true. and things like that. That's what I appreciate. And mind you, I haven't seen shit else on OWN. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm 
I you don't no know a lot of stuff that Oprah's done. Yeah, I have so no idea. That's what I like about you, though. You have a perception of Oprah based on what you've seen of her, and you don't be watching everything else and seeing everything that I've seen to where I just yeah, told no. you I hate her fucking I don't guts. be giving a fuck about people's lives, though. Like, yeah. I don't care about I don't care. It doesn't doing. affect me. Like, you know, like people, like if I say fuck Oprah, it's not like every day I think about her. I no, I'm not talking not really about her as a Oprah. person. I'm talking about what she has exposed and allowed mm-hmm. in media. Mm-hmm. You know, like, so I appreciate that type of exposure of what she has mm-hmm. single-handedly done in media from what I have seen. Now, mm-hmm. don't be fucking taking diet advice from motherfucking Oprah. Like, goddamn people, like, Oprah is not the master of all, like, diet. That ain't her area. I love bread. I saw that little bitch-ass commercial, and it's just like, bitch, you look like you love bread. Sit your ass down and stop telling these people to perpetuate their PCOS and their fucking fibroids, because that's what the hell is happening when your big ass is out here talking about you love bread. They're like, oh, well, Oprah said it's okay. Look at Oprah. You want you want Oprah body type? You For want real? BMI? Exactly. Oprah ain't said nothing. Oprah what's that white stuff that's coming out your vagina and why does it smell like that? Ooh. Oprah ain't t- having those types of conversations. Ooh. So, but what she has done for media, for the one show that that I have seen, Bravo. I appreciate. Not the station. I've never seen that in my 36 years. That is true. Of television. I've that never seen true. that. I, gi- I give Oprah that. I, I don't give her much <clears> except the middle finger her. a lot of times mm-hmm. and some dumb shit she says, but I will give her that. Um... Is there anything else that you would like to talk about? What else can we talk about? We talked about self-love, the responsibility that comes with all this awareness. So what is it to do when you have all of this responsibility? How do you affect your community? You just said that you give to all of your friends, nonprofit organizations, just by giving them, you know, virtual visuals (laughs) to make sure that they can stay riding in their illusion Mm -hmm. bullshit. And you're and the one real that, nigga in their life. The hoping that, you know, I spark something in them. Yes. Okay. I so do that. Miko is the reality and, TV show feed. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I donate. I mean, I do other things besides that. But you know I do a lot. I don't speak about the things I do all the time because I don't need um, uh, congratulations for them. I don't need a thank you. I don't need a handshake or a hug. I do them because I feel like it's my duty I'm on earth. I do too, but I still get pissed off when I don't get that recognition Mm. and that um, it's not a stamp of approval, but you know, you didn't come up with this shit by yourself. No, no, no. That's different. I wasn't talking about that. I'm talking about like, if you look over to your right, all these donations and TVs and all, I'm talking about that kind of stuff. People that I don't even know that I, that I do things for like strangers. Yeah. I literally go to homeless shelters and uh, battered women's um, shelters to donate things to people that I don't even know if you're a good person or not. I don't even know if the companies are ran properly. I don't know. It's just, I'm going to do it because it's on my heart. Mm -hmm. Now I agree. If you're doing things for your friends and uplifting their life and in, in increasing their business and their financial wealth, yeah, you should get some thank you and some appreciation from that. You should. But like I said, why that do you comes... think that we don't do that more as a community? Um, I think that we do. Let me say this, because I know that. Hold on one second. Oh, what I was saying was, I think it's a stereotype. I think it's a personal opinion based on what you've experienced, because 
when I talk to other people, a lot of people say, no, our people are doing that. Like when people say people aren't buying black, so many people say, yes, the fuck they are, you know? So I think what we have to start saying is we need more of it instead of people aren't doing it. Because it's almost like, like wordplay. When you say nobody's do, black people don't do this, it's like a negative as, as, as a difference of saying we need to do it more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you should continue to speak about your experience and talk to people about it and see other people around you and see if they say that because I felt that way. I, like I told you, I had lots of people that didn't appreciate me and fucked me over, gave me no credit for things that I helped them with. But when I talked to other people about my stories, I got the complete opposite from them. And they're like, nah, my friends, <laughs> they got me. Right. They had me. They did this. They gave me my props. They paid me back. They did this. So I'm just like, damn. So that's what's happening to me. Yeah. Then I need better friends. Oh, I need yeah. to be choosing better the people that I'm helping and assisting and loving on. I just need to improve my circle Absolutely. so that I can be one of those people that go around and say, you know what? It's a lot of good black people out here helping each other and supporting each other (laughs) and riding with each other. Absolutely. You know, Mm -hmm. it's hard to know everything. Only you can only know what you've experienced or what somebody's told you Mm -hmm. per se, because I was the exact same way. And you were one of the people recently that's told me that it actually made me feel good. Like, okay, it's not just me. (laughs) (laughs) that people are fucking over and and disrespecting and not appreciating and 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 flourishing without saying here is the water Mm -hmm. that i put on this soil that made my plant grow right you know and that alone makes what people don't realize by doing that and it's selfish on them is when you show somebody appreciation and give them props and you spread the word of what this person did for you, not only does that is truthful, but it also helps that person continue because all it does if you don't is it stops us from helping somebody else. Because we'd be like, fuck, this bitch and this bitch and this bitch did me dirty when I did help this motherfucker and this motherfucker and this motherfucker. I ain't helping nobody else. (laughs) That's how you are. That's where you (laughs) ain't helping nobody. Yeah, but we have to just refine it. Yeah, you have to refine it. So I think that's an area that we all have to grow in, especially myself. Like I've been traumatized. Yeah. And it's just like, I know there's a lot of fucking thousandaires out there because of me. Because of you. Who would ever know outside of who was there from the very beginning? Yeah. Who started the foundation or who was laying next to you doing the pillow talk with you of all of these types Mm -hmm. of ideas. So I definitely understand that there's a certain space of boundaries that has to be established between, you know, cognitive information. That Mm -hmm. is a source of energy, you know, Mm -hmm. like, so your cognitive energy, be careful who you share your ideas with and who you start to, you know, nourish in that particular way, because people are hungry they're out to advance. And Mm -hmm. that's how we're just going to say it. Like they're just out to advance by any means necessary. So that's a compromise within themselves. So of course you're going to get caught in those crossfires, but I think that that's just an area to where you have to fine tune yourself. You know, like I have to fine tune myself to have better quality people around mm-hmm. you know not just in one area but across and you've the learned now too now you probably can pick up signs better because of the experiences that you've had 
you know? Mm-hmm. And one of the things that <clears throat> I didn't know and this. now ab- I have more to lose. Yes, way more now. Way more to lose. And I didn't know this about you until we was in your, well, my bedroom, your bedroom, talking. And I learned this and I was thinking to myself, like, damn, every single per I know this for a fact, okay? It's because it's the truth. And I live in that, especially in this area, because I'm still learning food. I'm still learning. I- I'm still learning every single day. But every single person that is come to me and ask me, how did you get on this journey? How did you start this? Like I had ideas, I had thoughts, but I really didn't put them into action until talking to you. Mm -hmm. And it ain't like you bought me a meal that said, try this vegan. You know, it wasn't like that. It was just conversation, right? conversing, dialogue, watching you on social media, piss me off week after week, (laughs) you know, some of your posts. And, And whenever somebody asked me a question, and I can answer it, I will. But I'm going to say 100% of the time, I'd be like, Tierra, your name comes up <laughs> somehow, some way. Tierra this, Tierra that. And I think that that's how, we can, that's how we can continue to grow. We have to, not just in food, like my business, sports reporting. You know, people don't give credit to people that said something first or taught them something or you know, inform them about something. Everybody's like, it's mine. Right. I did it. Mm-hmm. I came up with this. I just DM'd uh, Shannon Sharp. I was watching Undis- Undisputed today, and he said, um, don't nobody want no quarterback that's dinking and dacking down the field? You don't know who Dak Prescott is. But it's so funny because just saying dinking and dacking mm-hmm. is perfect <laughs> description of this man. Yeah. And I DM'd him and I said, I just want to let you know, I'm going to be using that (laughs) and I will be giving you your credit. Right. You know, just little things like that. That will make somebody else say, who's Shannon Sharp? Right. Let me go see what he be talking about. And then you're helping increase his brand. Absolutely. That's how that's how we have to be. But we're not. We're selfish. We're so selfish. Yeah. So you think that it's just a space of 100% selfishness. So think of it in your area where when somebody comes to you and say, how did you get like this, Miko? And you say, man, it's here. Think about all the people, the thousands. That's just like, I just woke up like this. I just, yeah. you know, thought that it made sense to drink green juice and put chlorella and have yerba mates and... Yeah, yeah, this is just... I never heard of Moringa me. until I met you. Like, ever no. in my life. You They're know? like, no, I just, you know, decided. I decided that I wanted to do better and, my you life. know, work out. And I came up with, yeah, you know, all I, these things. I did. It's sad. That's that shit that pisses me off. We got to be better. Us as a people. We have to just be better. In supporting each other. And not being jealous. This, what? God, everybody what? has a purpose. There's always going to be a lower class, a middle class, an upper class. The society doesn't function without all three. Somebody got to work the thankless jobs. Mm-hmm. Somebody has to. Mm-hmm. And if you want better, be better. Don't hate to get there. Don't tear somebody down to get there. Don't steal. Don't steal to get there. You can still get there telling somebody else. That's only if you believe in yourself. Yeah. So if you are stealing, that's because you don't believe that you can get, get it what on you're your trying own. to get. Um, if you're operating from whatever spaces, it's all based in the root of self-love. And there's lacks. Those are the deficiencies. 
That is why we can't come together as a community. That is why we are not unified. That is why this black girl against black girl shit is mm. horrible and running rancid yeah. in our communities. Like the black girls do not stick together. I don't give a damn how many motherfucking Moscato cupcakes and brunch crews of fucking the reject get to grab the crews, get together and do this thing. And what? Y'all not doing anything for real. Just taking pictures and bone boomerangs and not doing anything. None. None. You're not doing anything. You know, even uh, the collegiate aspect with the organizations, you mm -hmm. know, like you got one color against the other color and this color is working against this color and letters. And we're not even going to go in there, but there's spaces of division. Mm -hmm. Imagine if we all with your colors, your letters, your academia, your um, your last names, your childhood, your organizations, your groups, your social circles all came together and dropped all of it and just said, hey, we all here as yeah. black women. Let's see what we can do together. Let's ride. Yeah. Everybody wants to be the best. Everybody wants to be first and the most important and the boss. Everybody's not that. We all can't be that. But the mask. Somebody got to, everybody cannot be the queen. Some of you bitches got to wave when I drive by, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody has to be the bathmate. Like, you have to. Yeah. But no, we're not but, taught that. We're all taught, I, I don't know, I'm very old-fashioned when I come to that in my thinking. It's like, no, I'm very submissive in certain aspects. Yeah. If you thrive, I will uplift you. I will make sure yeah. you are nourished and encouraged. And I love my friends that are successful. <laughs> I think it's a, it's actually a, a, a tribute to me. It is. <laughs> Even me if too. I had nothing to do with it, bitch. <laughs> that's my friend. That is my energy that's going into yeah. you to make sure you are the best you that you can yeah. be. Being nice to your friends oh. helps them flourish. Absolutely. Being a good friend, being there for them helps them become better people. Absolutely. You know, when your home homegirl get a new job, congratulate her. Don't hate. Right. Give Don't her hate. a gift card to New York and Company. She's gonna need a couple <laughs> button ups. <laughs> <laughs> like you know just, like ha be happy for her but I think that we're diseased in that happiness element to where if we're not happy within ourselves we can't give happy for what, other people yeah too. we can't give what we don't have and that's it like I'm genuinely happy yeah. all the way around the board like I yeah. am nourished I am great I feel peaceful I'm calm I realized and I was talking um to someone a few days ago about like, I need new friends. I don't want anybody that I have to fix. I don't want anybody who's like suffering. See, I'm not there yet. In certain and ways. I know you are there because of what the work you have done. Man, I you am have, tired. You have really, you're, you're where you're younger than I am. And I want to get where you are one day. I want to get to the point where I've helped so many people that I am spent. Yeah. Where I'm like, okay, Dumping out everybody that's not, if you haven't used me or absorbed some of this <laughs> by, by now. now, you don't want it and I'm done giving it out. I, I want people around me that are, you know, on a journey to me or, you know, to a, to a parallel of me mm -hmm. because I think that I'm doing a great job. Absolutely. And it doesn't mean that you're perfect. No. It doesn't mean you're just like me. It just means that you're a good person and you're positive and food is... is absolutely going to be one of the things that 
that I start to, there's going to be less friends of mine that are not plant-based. Only because it's a vibration. Yeah. It's just a vibration. I will see you less. conversations are going to be different. I will see you much Absolutely. less. Absolutely. Our I interactions can, are different. Yeah. And that's just it. You know, like we're just vibing completely different. It's fine. You do what you do, but we're just on different vibrations. And I hate going to parties where I can't eat nothing. Absolutely. Bitch, did you consider me? No, why? And you know what's so bad? I consider all of my friends when I have parties. Mm -hmm. I don't even, I have not once had a a, a plant-based party. Mm -hmm. Not once. Not once, (laughs) Tierra. That tells you how I'm still, like, helpful. I'm still, like, soothing to them in that way. Right. You know, because one thing I do know is... And I know you're giving them the best of what yes, they could whatever it is. So they probably never now, ate that good yeah, until they came to your house. Correct. Now, I do still allow dairy when I have my taco truck. However, when I have a real chef coming in, there's no dairy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I just don't do that because I just don't want to feed that industry. Absolutely. That's more than... It's more about that than anything. Right. You know, but I just, I just want people to elevate. And there's a train. And I'm on it and I'm driving it and I'm going to allow people to get on that want to be on this train. And when it stops, everybody got to get off. Mm-hmm. Everybody got to get off. And the only way you're going to continue a journey with me, which is going to be walking. Right. Is if you're walking the path that I'm walking. Mm-hmm. Your train has already stopped. You didn't just gave up. I'm so glad that I was. Thank you. Man. <laughs> I made it. I'm grateful. <laughs> I am grateful for you. I made I'm it. grateful that it clicked. I'm grateful that you've shifted. I'm grateful that you have grown. And that's all that it is. It's not a judgment zone. It's just how are we growing? Yeah. And that's all that I'm looking at. You know, like, so if you have been around, I've been plant based for 12 years. So if you've been around and know old Tierra with bundles and motherfuckers. Yeah. Like, it's a lot of Tierras. If you've been around to be able to endure all of them bitches. Yes, you are in this thing and you may go by the time we are in our 50s. Yeah. You know, like, but at least we had this beautiful ride and this beautiful journey together, Mm -hmm. however it may be. But I am definitely at the point now where I want my conversations to navigate differently. I Mm -hmm. want your fucking moral odometer to be active and working in a certain speed. I want your cadence for how you walk through life to be of grace and beauty. If you're not in those spaces within your own existence, I'm sorry because you're not going to do anything but drain me. Yeah, and, and soak, use me up and then spit me out when you're done and not tell nobody that I was the reason you flourished. Exactly. <laughs> Fuck that. I am your flourish fertilizer, goddammit. So, yeah, so we're going to get out of here. Yes, yes, An- yes Another. Yes. This is another song, a big song <laughs> on us. Have you seen this movie? When they made this into a horror, they made this sound scary. This was the new age thriller. I was afraid of this yes. when I heard it, my nigga. <laughs> and then they turned it into dancing. Yes. Dog. I yeah. was just like, look at us. Yes, look at us. <laughs> look at what we can do. <laughs> We're a beautiful, beautiful entity. And I haven't smoked today. It yeah. just reminded me. See, here it come, y'all. Listen to this. <laughs> Listen to this. This shit is hard. The bass. Oh. Oh. Hey. Hey. Every single HBCU is about to be playing it. At the games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Slowing it down. <laughs> Yo. I'm going to let y'all go. This is iHeartMeeco Podcast featuring Tierra Burrell. Peace.